0: Real Estate with Sharon McNamara. Brought to you by Boston Connect Real Estate Services. Connect with Sharon now at 781-837-4900 and online at bostonconnect.com. Now, here's Sharon McNamara.
1: And good morning to all my South Shore neighbors. This is Shara McNamara. You are, of course, listening to Talk Real Estate with Shara McNamara. We have Jesse Manning the Phones. Good morning, Jesse. Hello. How are you? I'm doing good. Oh, good. I'm so glad to have you here. I I, I have to rotate my boys every three weeks, right?
2: Yes, you have no choice, but you
1: do. <laughs> I know, yes. So uh, we always have a good crew taking care of us here for Talk Real Estate with Sharon McNamara. Call radio, of course, 781-837-4900. Uh, so hopefully you have your paper and pens handy. We have the one and only Stephen Cook from Imperial Inspection Services. Good morning, Sharon. How are you? Oh, we, we have to get your microphone going. There we go. Try that one more time.
2: Good morning, Sharon.
1: There you go. I can hear you. How are you?
2: Excellent, excellent.
1: We were talking off the air. Crazy busy, huh?
2: It is, yes. It yep. is
1: so so nuts out there. So I'm really curious to see what's going on. Again, this is Stephen Cook from Imperial Inspection Services, and he's been on with us once a month. You've been doing
2: pretty much yes
1: something. Been busy, huh?
2: Fun and exciting.
1: Yeah, I know. It's always something different, too. (laughs) And more
2: snow outside.
1: I'm serious. (laughs) I figured
2: I would see a little grass or a little bit of green out there today, but it's all snowing and snowing again.
1: I know. Listen, this is me banging my head off the table. I'm so tired of it. Yes. I've been telling everybody, though, we're like slowly seeing the light at the end of the igloo. Right. Right? I mean, things are turning around. We've been busy. I mean, Thursday, you know, I had uh, four new listings go on the market from, you know, the beginning of the week um, and last week. On Thursday, four offers on four different properties.
2: Right. Just in the last two weeks, three weeks, you know, the activity has been almost double what we've been, you know, seeing in the past two, three months.
1: It's amazing. So, this is some of the things I'm curious about is what you're seeing from the winter, the damage. I know we're supposed to be talking, we're going to be talking about insects and stuff, and that's going to be important too. I mean, it's weird to think that an insect would survive any of this. Didn't you guys, you guys tricked me a couple weeks ago, didn't you? And you said something about. They would all die or something? something. Remember, we were talking about insects, and I was like, really? Is that true? Well,
2: they're dormant this time of year, but I did see my first cop rant the other day. You did? I did, yes. An active one. It was up huh. in, uh, I believe it was uh, Yarmouth. I was up in Yarmouth, and uh, one came walking across the kitchen.
1: Really? Yes. So. That's so interesting. You it's You got the amazing. prize of the day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's almost it a, like spotting yeah, the first red yeah. cardinal, right? You got it. That there means- was a
2: giant spider in the kitchen that dangled in front of my
3: face. Oh, really? <laughs> I punched it out the window.
1: Oh, you oh. did?
3: <laughs> no, I didn't,
1: but... The, Spiders, uh, they, they're all year, right? Carpenter ants are, do- are dormant during the, the winter?
2: Carpenter ants are dormant during the cool season. Once it goes below like 40, 30 degrees, they usually go dormant, you know, for the winter time.
1: All right. So we're sort of getting ahead of ourselves a little bit, but let's talk about this since we're on it. Yarmouth is like Cape. Yes. So they didn't have as much snow as us. Uh, i
2: got to say they had pretty much the same. They did? Yeah, because I, I live on the Cape myself, and uh-huh. uh, that last storm, we probably got uh, about 50% more than what was uh, happening down here on the South Shore.
1: Yeah, but we were getting more all along, right? Mm. Yes. So, I mean, I mean that one last storm, I mean, come on, you know what I'm going to say. Yeah. Brow, I, I don't care, Steve. <laughs> exactly. You, know, you had one storm. I live storm. up on a
2: tall driveway, so <laughs> <laughs> it's always an adventure coming down.
1: Oh, I bet. Yeah, so that's interesting that you saw the first one, Well, that's great. So today... Um, I. Know know that you had sent me what your topics are so we're gonna be just talking um, one of the things that I've been talking about a lot um, is that the inventory is so low and that's yes. why things are just going under agreement right away so I think that sellers should be prepared when they if you're thinking about buying a house you better have your house ready to be on the market
2: oh 100% and that's what I still see is more of a seller's market out there rather than a buyer's market at this point point. and anything that's properly priced clean gone and you have a backup buyer waiting for something to fall apart just to hop in and take mm-hmm. that spot. And I've seen things being bid up, you know, mm-hmm. from the asking price saying, Hey, listen, I'll give you an extra five thousand dollars if you consider me yep. for purchasing a home instead of buyer A.
1: Yeah, we had to do that on one, one of my list yep. uh, one of my buyer clients. I mean there were three people on this house. They really wanted it. They had been looking for a long time right. and mm-hmm. that's one of the things that we did, like an escalating clause, like five thousand dollars over the highest offer. Right. You know, and you know, you have to do it. You know, so that's that's how they got the house. But you did the inspection for them anyways. Well, I wasn't you, but Dave, I think, was there.
2: Oh, okay. Was that the one in, I think, Hanover, Hanover. last week? Yes yes yes, 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 yes.
1: So, I mean, in situations, though, when you are doing your inspections, do you see a different anxiety almost with the buyers because they know... They really are not in the driver's seat right now. Like it, it, if something comes up in the inspection, the seller already has a backup. So they're like, all right, well, if you don't want it, you know what, we'll go to the other buyer.
2: Right, and a lot of times they're briefed ahead of time uh, saying, hey, listen, if you do find X amount of things, you know, unless it's really catastrophic, it may be something that, you know, you got to absorb.
1: Yeah, I know in that one that we did the other day, it was that well, a, a situation like that. And it was only a couple small things that they requested, you know what I mean? So it's definitely one of those times though that we're seeing like a little bit more of a give and take. Right. Right. So the buyers, you know, they're doing leasebacks and stuff like that because people can't find another house. Right. Yep. Yep,
2: subject to finding another property and uh,
1: mm-hmm. it's crazy out there really actually right now I'm exhausted look can you see these big bags in my I saw ass? those. I didn't want to say anything th- this yeah, morning it's a good thing we are on the radio because if people could see what I look like my goodness i would <laughs> literally going in at 8 and leaving at 10 but it's all good it's all good it's terrifying <laughs> yeah, <Okay>. I, know. <laughs> I know but you know what the, the, in February I sat around thinking huh I wonder I wonder what I'll do today right
2: but you did a lot of planning to be ready for this yeah. so you're ready to go rather than gearing up
1: yeah absolutely we did do that. Again, 781-837-4900. Jesse is waiting for your calls. And today we are going to talk about, if you want to talk about some stuff in real estate, but we're here with Steve Cook, again, from Imperial Inspection Services, talking about inspections. And I want you to talk why you feel as if it's important for people to do a pre-inspection before they put their house on the market. Right.
2: Yeah. Some of the things is getting your house ready, you know, for the market might be a best, you know, pre-inspection is one avenue you can go, but You know, it's still only about 10 or 20% of the market of a buyer having the house pre inspected to see what's right and wrong. Because it's kind of a two way street. You know, once you know, you have to disclose.
1: Yes. And,
2: you know, so you always talk to your uh, listing broker, Mm -hmm. you know, before you go ahead and have that pre inspection done. But most of the pre inspections we see are mostly on estate sales houses that, you know, the kids or, you yeah. know, the estate has not seen. So they want to know what they have mm-hmm. and to properly price the place, well, depending that's on a- what's right and wrong.
1: Yeah, that's actually really good. Like yeah. I had never really thought of that, but if you're not living in the house, then you wouldn't know the little quirky things like, oh, if you want to put the heat on in this room, you have to like jump up and down three times and wave your arms around. Exactly. You know, you know <laughs> so,
2: bang the left wall and open the window and yeah. you good to go. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. No, so that is a good idea. So if it is an estate sale or something like that, um, to do that you know a lot of times in our divorce situations which we unfortunately we do see a lot of those too i guess unfortunately unfortunately yes. it matters whose side you know matters where you absolutely. are absolutely um a lot of times they don't have the money to be doing those things before but i feel it saves money do you agree oh yes yeah, because, I mean, some of the things that come up, you might highlight a little bit more on right, that. Right,
2: rather than going back to, you know, saying, geez, I to talk to my ex-husband or ex, you know, soon-to-be wife, and mm-hmm. uh, we got to negotiate this and lower the price, and mm-hmm. that takes a lot of that out of there.
1: Yeah, and with the estate stuff, too, like we were saying, you know, at that point, it's more about just sort of selling the home. Now, I don't want to say quickly, like a fire sale type thing, but it is one of those things where, in a, think of a winter like this. Someone's responsible for shoveling doing all that other stuff to maintain the house during the winter. It's better just to get it inspected and sell Be it. Be
2: done with it. And, and I noticed that uh, people that do have the pre-inspections, uh, their house usually sign, you know sells 95% of the time with that first buyer that comes through. Mm-hmm. You know, that way they're expecting things. So if the house is priced according to a bad roof or structural damage, at least the buyers come in with their eyes open, knowing what this is and the price is X, Y, Z. They generally have their own inspection also just to confirm, you know, what was found you know, during the pre-inspection or what may have been fixed.
1: Mm-hmm. And that's the other thing too is, I mean, when you do do a pre-inspection of your home, so it's a home inspection that you do beforehand. Yes. Then I think that people... Because we've talked about this, sellers are generally the people who are most surprised right. by the things that come up. Because you're in it, you know, people are in their homes 25, 35 years. You know what I mean? This is they and they get
2: used to a lot of things. Uh, you know, I saw a couple ants walking across the floor. Right, you know, stepped <laughs> on them. That was the end of them. Didn't <laughs> see them anymore. And you, know, you just scared them off. And now they're hiding in the walls. Yeah, I was
1: going to say, and <laughs> behind that wall is you like a it. whole sheet of M M&M, and M. Not M and M's. Jimmy's back there. You, you got know, it. Yeah. Or up in the ceilings. We know that whole story. But um, I think too is you can price your house according to the condition.
2: Right. You know, I've gone through houses where I've fallen through floors before. And, uh, you know, I never know the price when I go in there and the buyer goes, "Yeah, I expected something like this. But that's why the price is X, Y, Z. And they, you know, still purchase the home. And this is one John and I did an inspection. This is probably going back 15, 20 years ago. House up in uh, East Bridgewater. Uh-huh. We actually fell through the floor, you know, during the inspection. Like
1: up in the attic or regular No, first?
2: no. It was a crawl space below the house. We couldn't get in there. So it was only maybe 12 inches of space. The floor collapsed. The buyers, the buyers his parents, myself and John, you know, went down into the floor. We call it he, Wes and Willie's house and they bought the house and I still go by today. It's all fixed up. It's beautiful. and really? uh, But that's one of those things where someone's willing to do the work. And oh, uh,
1: Gosh, who covers that? Was that like, I mean, insurance wise, And uh, thank goodness. no. We didn't go hard. that
2: far. It was a crawl space. So it was only <laughs> maybe an eight inch, you know, it was almost like a trampoline.
1: Oh my gosh. Yeah. Was everyone like, oh my God.
2: Exactly. Oh
1: yeah. my gosh. What about, you must go through attics and stuff like that, right?
2: Uh, no, unless us Safe access. We don't go up in an attic because oh. uh, you know every once in a while you get the uh, buyers or the uh, parents of the buyers. They go up into the <sighs> attic not knowing that they're not supposed to step on that yellow or pink yeah. insulation. All of a sudden you see a foot dangling through the uh, ceiling and uh, yeah, <laughs> I and wish they just go, "Where's the, the listing <laughs> broker?" And you know, get handled from there. And
1: what do you do? Do you just carry on like, "Hey, I have another inspection to go to"? but yep. <laughs> Or you just do you mark it down like. Whole well, sometimes in I got to change
2: the report if the <laughs> ceiling was good and I've already inspected that area, then I have to go back and change it. Ah, well, well, Size does. 10 and a half, you know, for yeah. the hall ceiling or whatever.
1: <laughs> yeah. With a steel toe, you know, work boot on. Absolutely. But let's talk about that a little bit too. And again, I, you know, when we go to these inspections and especially I would say with my like first time home buyers, you know, they're so excited. Their families are so excited. So they bring mom, they bring dad, they bring, you know, uncles and aunt. they bring in all these people. And I've, I, I tell my clients beforehand, if you're going to bring them, please just tell them you know, Steve will get to it like right. Don't why, I mean? Do you find what? Te- why don't you explain to people why it's so annoying? Well, Not annoying, but it's. It yesterday takes time. is a
2: perfect example. Oh, the good. house I was I doing. I love the stories. There, the uh, husband, and wife showed up for the inspection, and both their uh, parents showed up—the father-in-law and the uh, father. And what happens a lot of times is they are usually maybe 15 feet ahead of you discovering things, and I'm still uh-huh. you know behind looking at things that you should be looking at. And uh, it was like the dueling—you had three th- three types of inspections going on: one from the father, one from the father-in-law finding things, you know, that yeah. I haven't gotten to yet. Yeah. And there I am with the uh, prospective buyers, and especially first-time buyers, mm-hmm. going over, you know, some of the things that I'm discovering, you know, the age of the boiler, you know, some things yeah. to expect. And, hey, Steve, did you see this yet? No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're 15 feet ahead of me. I'm getting old. And I haven't made it over there yet. You know, so. but do, I you won't get there.
1: do you say that? Uh, do you say Every them? time,
2: yes. That's what I say. <laughs> really? I says you're about 15 feet ahead of me. I'm getting old. And, you know, you're young. And uh.
1: <laughs> Well, and it's also funny, too, because when you do see the father and the father-in-law, they're probably both like oh look what i found you right. know what i mean like trying to be you know the super dad and i think that's great that right. they're there But a lot
2: of times they go a little bit beyond you know what a home inspector can take apart you know yeah. had one where a tv fell off the wall it was sitting above the fireplace they screwed it into the stud into the drywall instead of the studs he pulled the tv back and the plasma tv f- you know, the LCD TV fell right off the wall during the inspection and <laughs> <that> just <laughs> hear that crash. Laugh. And
1: <laughs> I hate to laugh, but, like, I just try to picture what, what would I do if I was in there. Like, right. would I... I mean, it could have damaged the floor, the mantle. It could have... Da- I mean, not only the TV, but like the other things of the house. And a
2: lot of times the seller of the house will go back to the listing broker who's supposed to be representing them and saying, hey, how come you couldn't watch those 27 people during the inspection? Yeah.
1: And,
2: you know, just, you know, it's not your house. You usually don't want to touch anything that mm-hmm. could potentially or try to fix anything that's found wrong by an inspector. Yeah, you know, I know. Because sometimes you can make matters uh, worse.
1: Mm-hmm. What about the seller that follows you around?
2: They usually don't. Most, Mm -hmm. you know, 99% of the time, the listing uh, broker will let the seller know, you know, Mm -hmm. that they're going to be doing an inspection. It's the buyer's time to see the house, you know. Mm -hmm. And, And you have it every once in a while, but. You know, a lot of times it isn't that bad. Mm-hmm. And if they really become really aggressive or, you know, there's a half an hour explanation of why the crack is in the ceiling, I'll just have to be quiet. And, yeah, you know, we go, over, we go, you know, let them talk and we go everything later yeah. out in the truck or outside.
1: But you know, you weren't with me with the one I had down in Weymouth one time. It was Jay and there was that seller that would not leave the property. And I mean, Jay would just say something simple. And this guy was like so like reactive and like you know, just so like just like hyper like I don't know it was weird to me it was a little bit like you're sort of overreacting to just like a comment you know pride of ownership I get but that was a little bit overboard plus we're
2: there to let people know what's wrong with the house not necessarily what's uh, correct or what's right you know so it was showing the negative aspect of the home where Mm -hmm. the buyer's trying to you know insinuate on the uh, positive
1: yeah and I'm sure you do tell people that to begin with right like there are a lot of great things about this home but I'm here just to sort of highlight what is wrong right
2: you know So boy you got really nice appliance Is you know the structure's overbuilt downstairs, and what you normally see, those are some of the things that you know we pick up. But most of the time, we're there to tell them the termites are you know defective items.
1: The other thing that I really like that you do, and I mean all of you do it, you know you, Jay, and um, Dave do, is you're teaching the person the home. You know how to
2: operate it or how to drive a car, basically. Yeah, Yeah.
1: I mean it is important. Like I mean I know like especially when I have a lot of times like if I have you know a young female who's buying her first condo or something. I have to tell you I don't need, I wouldn't even know how to shut off my water is that right. terrible I can't wait for you to do something at my house because <laughs> we're gonna be we're well, having that, that
2: inspection in the spring in your house
1: yes we're gonna do that and mm. I'm sort of i it's so funny because uh, one of our watd listeners is one of um, Mark's clients and um, hello Alice if you are listening and um she mark had to go to her house and she's like I'm so excited about this open house you're doing at your house um you know to about the inspections Mark's like what right (laughs) mark had no idea he obviously doesn't listen to the radio show but you know that's a great idea i think that we should invite some people to follow you around as well you know you
2: know eyes on Mm -hmm. uh,
1: i think that's a great idea it's another level i'm a little worried about having so many people in my house but we'll see what happens right right?
2: right. we'll take photos and stuff yeah
1: jesse if you're on that day then you're gonna have to come hang out at my house We'll do a live broadcast. Live broadcast from my house? All right, <laughs> oh, yeah, sounds good. Okay, perfect. That'd be fun. Yeah, he's all on board. Again, this is uh, Talk Real Estate with Sharon McNamara and Stephen Cook from Imperial Inspection Services. We are here today to take your call, 781-837-4900. If you have any calls, um, any comments or questions for Steve, I know a lot of you have just gone through the recent ice dam damage, and we're going to talk about right. some of that. yes. All right. Um, you know what, Jesse, do you want to take our break? And then when we come back from that break, We're going to talk about what you're seeing from the winter and the damage that you're seeing now and what people can do to prevent that spring maintenance.
2: Yes, spring maintenance and say getting your house ready for the market, things that you should fix or things you can let go and to be accepted.
1: All right. Perfect. All right. We'll be right back.
0: Imperial Inspection Services, complete home inspection services, radon testing, featuring on-site results with electronic testing, lead paint inspection, title V inspection, pest inspection, including FHA and VA. Call 7 days a week 1-800-440-1141 or visit them on the web at imperialinspectionservices.com With 28 years experience in two convenient locations, Braintree and Cape Cod, accepting credit cards for all services rendered imperial inspection services 1-800-440-1141 1-800-440-1141
1: are you thinking about selling your home or buying a new one are you a first-time home buyer or perhaps just right sizing do you have a buyer's agent do you know if you really even need one What is home staging? Will it really help me sell my home faster? Do I have to have a home inspection? How much home insurance do I need for my new home? How do I handle my estate sale? What are home sale contingencies? Have you heard that you have to put 20% down to buy a new home? Did you know that that wasn't true? Are you worried about environmental issues? What is radon, lead paint, and mold? Is there a difference between a foreclosed property or a short sale? Do you need to have a Title V inspection to sell your home? What do you do if your system fails? Are these questions you have, but you don't know who to ask? Hi, I'm Sharon McNamara of Boston Connect Real Estate. Call my office for a one-on-one consultation with me or one of the many dedicated agents at Boston Connect Real Estate so we can talk real estate.
0: It's easy to connect with some of the South Shore's most experienced real estate agents. Go to bostonconnect.com, bostonconnect.com, or call 781 781- more Talk Real Estate, absolutely free. Talk Real Estate with Sharon McNamara. Now, one hour, every Saturday morning on 95.9 WATD.
1: And we're back. This is Sharon McNamara. You are, of course, listening to Talk Real Estate with Sharon McNamara and Stephen Cook from Imperial Inspection Services. We are laughing off the air. So funny. Steve has some funny stories that I got to tell you, finding, you know dead bodies cannot be fun and some of the other things we we're talking about wow
2: right right
1: wow that is amazing but i guess you know someone has to find them I, exactly yeah you know, that's scary um all right so when uh, before we went to break we were talking about what we can do um in order to be no actually i want to talk about the winter damage so what are you seeing out there
2: main thing now are damage to the gutters you know the ice dam damage on the inside of the house basically yeah. the walls and the ceilings and you know rust stains coming out from behind the side and, Uh, And then the other was just broken limbs and damaged trees, things like that on people's roofs and stuff. And those are things you want to get cleaned up you know, before you consider putting your house on the market,
1: what I mean, there's still a lot of snow out there, right. I mean, so there's still a lot of things like I can't see a lot of my bushes that are in front of my house, right. so I'm assuming that I mean, they're going to be dead or something, right? I right. mean, are you're they not going to know to the
2: spring, you know, until you start getting 40 or 50 degrees, and you know, you're going to see if they bud or you know how badly damaged that they are.
1: You say 40 or 50 degrees, and I made a little face because I'm like, are we really ever going to see that?
2: I think next week it's supposed to be 46. Oh, it, is it? Yes.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh my goodness, that's going to be great. So some of the the ice dam damage, and I don't, I, we've we had three shows on it. We talked about it a couple of weeks ago as well, too, when we were with Michael on his show. But I'm going into houses now, and I'm saying to people, that's one of my questions is, do you have ice dam damage? You know, right. um, and so I'm seeing a lot of like stains in the ceilings and stuff like that. So what, from your perspective, there's two questions here. What are you looking for? Can you tell if somebody is just going to kills it and paint it and what uh, what should people do if they do have that damage? Well,
2: sometimes if it's just a, really a water stain, just a matter of just putting some sort of a stain killer on it like kills and repainting it. Uh, but if you have actual water damage, that will be picked up during the inspection. Uh, one, the sheetrock or the drywall will be a little ripply, or you have some efflorescence, you know, efflorescence uh-huh. on it, or you'll see like little marks. And you know, when you put the flashlights, then you know, especially if it's to an outside wall, that you've had some uh, water damage up there.
1: Okay, so the efflorescence stuff, and I say it wrong all sure. the time. I thought that that was only on cement. No. Nope,
2: you find that on um, drywall also in plaster. It's like a white powdery substance that comes out of it. it's a kind of the lime bleeding out.
1: Okay, so. When I'm working as a buyer's agent for my clients and um, Mary Baker, who's also my client specialist and um, broker coordinator, she, when we're out looking, I mean, we're not there as inspectors, but we are looking around and like we see things that, you know, the buyer probably isn't Right, you've see. been doing it
2: long enough so you know what's right and wrong or something that's suspicious as you're yeah. going through the place there.
1: So if I see like the, the stain, I mean, I can't tell if it's still damp or wet or anything like that because you said there's a difference between a water damage and a water stain, but I would think, water stain is sort of that's damage right of some sort
2: yeah because the sheetrock will tend to fall apart before the wood would behind the actual uh you know wall because wood okay. is a little bit more substantial than sheetrock, and sheetrock, if you get it wet three or four times, it just kind of you know falls apart, and you put your finger right through it.
1: Yeah. So one of the, I guess the biggest advice I have for people who are selling their house, if they do have the damage, um, you know, just have any reports that you have, maybe before and after pictures would right. probably be a good idea. So um, and make sure you're you know the pictures you know take the pictures yourself and make sure. Right. And you had you know,
2: Johnny's drywall come in. They did the repair on it, and it was a one-time event. You know, as you can see, the roof on the outside. The roof is in good condition, so you know it was derived, you know, from an ice dam. Yeah, because
1: don't you think? I feel like that's going to be the question you're going to get a lot. Like, okay, well, these people did disclose that they hadn't, they had ice dams right. over the winter. How, like, how do we know that it's not going to happen again? I mean, you be- don't. Yeah, because I mean, was this winter just sort of an odd winter? Like, the people who got the ice dams this year may have never had them before.
2: And that's what you're generally seeing out there. And this has probably been the worst in the last 10 years for, you know, ice dams. It was Mm -hmm. just those perfect, you know, events that are happening with the thawing, the extra cold, the extra snow.
1: So it was a mixture. It was like making a cake and it was like the perfect mixture for ice dams. All right, because, yeah, because I always, I'm wondering about that now as I'm going through houses and getting ready to put more houses on the market. You know they're having you know the whole insurance part of it and all these other things. So I'm like, well, let's just document everything and make sure that we have it because it's going to be the question everyone's going to ask. Right.
2: Yeah. Right now you're beyond pretty much the ice dams, just dealing with the you know the effects and the damage that they've caused. The next thing once you start to get the thaw and the you know the ground thawing out all together, all the snows melting, is going to be water in the basements.
1: Yeah. We're yeah. going to talk about that too. Seven eight one eight three seven four nine zero zero. If you have any questions for me regarding putting your home on the market or potentially buying a new home, or if you'd like to talk to steve from imperial inspection services about anything to do with inspections and you do so much more than just inspections and all of that stuff um you know give us a call here at the studio jesse is ready with the um okay the where is the water where is it gonna go
2: Right. That's the problem that you have. So if the ground is still frozen, where it joins up with your house, a lot of times you find about six inches out from your foundation, the ground never freezes there because of the warmth from the basements coming off. So if you think of the water, if we get the heavy spring rains, it comes up to your home. And if you can think of a waterfall where that frozen ground is, where it meets up with the foundation, it will just kind of get trapped between there. And a lot of houses have never had um you know water before we'll start to get seepage or actual water in the home that's why it's important on your downspouts and things of that nature getting the extensions on it getting your gutters repaired so they're properly pitched
1: Oh, yeah. So you just said a lot of damage on gutters based on the fact of the ice dams, so they better get those repaired right away.
2: Right, so a lot of houses I'm going to, when you're looking at the gutters on the you know the front of the house, it looks like the Smiley's Face commercial. Instead yeah. of the uh, gutters being pitched toward the downspouts, they're sagging in the middle because yeah. of the amount of ice that's been on there, so they're not going to work properly and the water from all that roof is going to overflow and just run right against the house and down along the foundation.
1: Oh, my goodness. That makes perfect sense. You can see I'm sitting here. You know you're just job is to always teach me right. one thing right you just did because that, that makes perfect sense to me that closer to the house would be a little bit warmer based on the the basement being warm um, so not frozen there so what are some of the other preventative things i mean you said it's going to warm up next week um, not that i'm keeping you to the forecast here right. I mean, right. you're good but you know you, you can't <laughs> you can't be a meteorologist too right um, so should people get out there and start shoveling snow away from the house is no, that even going to matter that's
2: not even going to matter you know your main thing is you know taking a look at your downspouts, your gutters, making sure they're clear and that we your downspouts, join up with the ground, you know, put your extensions back on there or get some extensions. You can get that water three or four feet up and away from the home, yeah. rather than distributing it right next to the foundation.
1: Hmm. So what if like, okay, and I'm now I'm hyper-focused on this, which just happens to- You're going to run now.
2: home and check take a look at your house. <laughs>
1: Mark! <laughs> I Mark, I know you're listening. If you wouldn't mind checking our, because we lucked out this year, and I'm right. going to knock on wood. I mean, we didn't have, um, we had like a couple ice dams, but Mark got to them beforehand, so we didn't have any damage, right. thank goodness, but- that we know of anyways. Um, but I'm thinking if there's still snow, like a lot of the snow... So when Mark was like snow, plo- um, snow blowing and we had like this humongous pile in front right. of our house. We had this like little section and that's where there was... There's still a huge pile there. So my thought is, is as this sort of melts a little bit, it's going to be more absorbent. Right. So like... If we start to even get a little bit of rain or as that's melting, I feel like that's just acting as a sponge and staying closer to the house. But you're saying it doesn't really matter? It
2: doesn't. There's really, not too much you can do about it. Because with the thawing that we've had, some of the rain, the snow, that's just an ice block. So if you go to throw a shovel in there, you're not going to be moving it around.
1: Yeah, I know. Maybe
2: the top two, three inches may be a little loose, but yeah. uh, inside it's it's solid. Because really? you know, right now, if you think about walking on your front lawn where you still have maybe a foot of snow out there, you're not sinking into the snow anymore. Oh,
1: you're it's crunching pre- on top it, of it. You're it.
2: crunching, and it's pure ice.
1: Huh. That must actually stink for you. I mean, you have to walk around the outside yeah. of these houses still?
2: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You, you go with the flow in the summertime. You get the 100-degree weather, and in the wintertime, it just... Yeah.
1: I wouldn't mind the 100-degree yeah. degree weather. New I guy. would much rather a heat wave than right. this baloney. Yep. Yeah. You know. It
2: goes with the job. and
1: Yeah, I know. Yeah.
2: It's never good or bad. It's just, you know, that's what you have to do for the day.
1: I know. You're so patient all the time. Yeah. I mean, honest to God, you're sort of like, you know, I feel that way with a lot of my co-hosts. It must be like a good mixture because I'm sort of the opposite, don't you think? <laughs> <laughs> a lot of my co-hosts, I always say... Um, We're
2: going to put something in your tea to cream it down. <laughs> yeah, I,
1: well, if you noticed, I don't have anything to drink today. I forgot everything. Seven eight one eight three seven four nine zero zero. If you have any questions for me, if you're uh, considering putting your home on the market um, and want to know more about that and how to get an analysis down on your home, if you're thinking about buying a home and want to talk to me about that, or if you want to talk about anything to do with inspections, uh, we have the one and only Stephen Kalkia from Imperial Inspection Services. Um so Can we talk
2: about the, the uh, dead bodies that you found? <laughs> Is that a real thing? It was, I yes. uh, You've left me hanging for 10 <laughs> yeah. minutes. <away>. I <laughs> All right, yeah, Go ahead, tell them. Yeah, one was actually the uh, the homeowner of the home. She passed away in between... Uh, you know. The appointment. The appointment and <laughs> stuff like that. The listing broker uh, was saying, geez, I was trying to get a hold of her to let her know we're doing the inspection, so they figured uh, she had went away. And um, lo and behold, it was a two-story house, and... Uh, oh. By the time we got upstairs, you know, he had the odor, and I guess oh, uh, really? yeah, I opened the door to the bedroom, and
1: there she was. There
2: she was. No, um, yeah, that wasn't that, that. was just a sad story. I was hoping you like solved a murder or something. <laughs> no, no. The, the worst one we had was one in the, uh, in, the in Boston, and there was a um, homeless feller. He was living in. This is going back about 15 years ago when you had all the um, uh, foreclosures, and yeah. it was a homeless guy that was living. In one of those back alleys of the house, and uh, we opened Aww. the door, and the foot fell out. You
1: know, oh you know. no, that's yeah. sad. Well, he has he has good stories too. Jesse, want to hear a good one? Tell him about the Mason jars. That's yeah, a good story. Crying, oh, the Mason so
2: jars. So that's. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Poor Jesse's just like, why did I stop my morning like that? Here's a good story, though. But, yeah, this uh, backfired immediately.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it was an older couple. They were selling their home uh, on the uh, South Shore, and uh, the husband uh, passed away. And mm-hmm. uh, the woman that was selling the home, she was in her 80s, and she knew her husband hid money downstairs. And mm-hmm. when we were doing the inspection, I found evidence of termites on the bottom of the uh, stairs. Mm-hmm. And I was digging you know, to see how bad the damage was. And it broke through a... Uh, a class jar was a mason jar and bills started coming up on the end of the probe I was using the for oh checking. My there God. And I guess uh went upstairs and mentioned it to her. that's where my husband hid the money and there was like four or five Mason jars. I saw the broker oh, about a goosebumps. month or so later and she was happy and yeah.
1: uh, yeah. That's exciting. She gave it
2: to her grandkids and it, it worked
1: out nice. Look, at, now this, that's yeah. a goosebump story. Are you yeah, so happy? Yeah,
2: She didn't give you one jar just for finding it? <laughs> no. Was it nope. no. nope. Never even, no. Didn't even dig it all the way up once yeah. I started finding oh, it. Oh, really? Yeah. You know yeah. what? I was at Foxwoods once and this is a completely irrelevant story, but there was an old woman walking and she dropped a
3: wad of cash had to be like a couple thousand dollars and i'm like ah oh. and i pick it up <laughs> and i
2: give it back to her and then she just she didn't say thank you she just snatched it and kept going as if i like took it from her oh <laughs> my gosh like, oh.
1: really
0: all right yeah oh my everyone God. around me is just shaking their heads like oh you should have just you know, <laughs> I, I couldn't do that <laughs> you can't
1: live with yourself yeah i know <laughs> <laughs> no it's bad comma by the way and now that you have frank in your life you definitely can't be doing stuff like that
0: <laughs> well, it's good karma because I did give it
2: back to her. Exactly. Yeah. You that give karma it, for her. And you, you give a it out.
1: In, yeah. It gives you give it out in slices. It comes back to you in loaves. So you give out good, and it comes back. Yeah. Not that old. I was.
2: I wasn't expecting any money, but a thank you. would have been swell. <laughs>
1: yeah, thank you. Yes. <laughs> um. So you were saying what were we talking about before that. We were talking
2: about uh, you know curb appeal. You know curb appeal for your home. And yep. Even if it's this time of year, you know you get. You know, if you're thinking about putting your market, you know, house on the market, usually you're not gonna do it, you know, tomorrow but yeah. you know, probably within the next thirty days and those are some things to, you know, start getting ready for the spring, cleaning up on the outside. Yeah. Inside the home, you know, again, you know, doing a lot of the small fixes, you know, broken glass, torn screens, you know, replacing light bulbs that don't work mm-hmm. and you know, brightening up the house.
1: Yeah, because those are all the things that you are seeing anyways, right? I mean, you're seeing like the light bulbs and little things that you're picking up. I mean, they're not catastrophic, but you do point things out like that. Right,
2: and some of the nicest houses that you go into when we're doing an inspection, you pull up there and... All the lights are turned on inside of the home. Yeah, looks really nice, especially for the buyers. Yeah, and you walk in, everything's nice and bright, airy. You know the you know the drapes are open. Yeah, and things are clean. It smells good inside the house. Yeah, and that's yeah. what you want. Things are all picked up. You're not tripping over stuff.
1: I know. Yeah. Sometimes I go in houses and I just shake my head. But we do have a caller. Do you want to take our caller?
2: Morning, Tom.
4: Good morning, Steve. How are you?
2: Doing well. What can we do for you? Mm-hmm.
4: I just got a quick story to tell you. Uh, back probably about a thousand years ago. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, maybe about 900 years ago. A friend mm-hmm. of mine wanted me to look at a house in Dorchester. Yes. I don't mm-hmm. do this for a living anything else like that, but I'm pretty good. He says, hey, just take a look at it. Tell me what you think. Do a little inspection. And you know enough about electricity, he says to me, to see if that's up to par, and is it okay, and everything else. I said, okay. So it was in the afternoon. The house was empty. The people selling it. They say, come on in, do your own visual inspection before the real inspector comes. I said, okay. I came down with them. I looked around and went to the electrical box and it was an old it was mixed wiring.
2: Oh, with the fuses and the old knob and tube wire?
4: Yeah. Yes. Knob and tube. And um, while I was there, I noticed that there was a tap on the line. So the lady that owned the home had the line tapped. So when you put when you pick up the phone, this equipment would start recording conversations.
2: Oh, wow! So people could listen in on your uh, phone calls. Yes.
1: Well, you were in Dorchester. I mean, you might have been. You That's know, it right. could have been a part of you know, Whitey Bulger's gang, or maybe some <laughs> of the uh, mafia. Or the Brinks robbery. <laughs> yeah, the or something Brinks robbery, like robbery like could, could be have a relative. Been, yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> the
4: whole thing is, he was buying a house because they were getting divorced. <laughs>
2: oh. Also, <laughs> oh, they were listening into the uh, conversations, spouses' uh, conversations. conversations, going
4: back and forth. Wow. Mm. And I says to my buddy, I says, well. I'm not going to make a comment on that, but you see it with your own eyes. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, we
2: see that a little bit more with the high tech today with a lot of uh, oh, yeah. video cameras or, uh, you know, we're going through the home and all of a sudden the video camera in the ceiling moves, it's panning us. And, yeah. you know, so the homeowner is at another location watching what's going on during the inspection. It's oh, uh, creepy funny. sometimes. Yeah, yes. well,
1: you know what? This is the big thing that we're hearing now with technology is, and, you know, I've been telling my agents, you know, when you're talking, when you're bringing your buyer client through a property, I mean, we work for the buyer, you know what I mean? So our due diligence is to to that buyer. So wh- I tell them when we're walking through the house, don't say anything to me about the house really or anything like negotiating wise. Don't tell me if you love this house or anything. Let's just go through the house. And when we get outside, we'll have a discussion because people are using simple things like baby monitors. Right. Um, I know, I think it was yeah. Trish Flynn who actually, um, she texted me, she has a question for you, but sure. she texted me so I'll get to that question. But she said that she was in a house one time and that that's what the homeowner or somebody had told her that they were next door the entire time with the baby baby monitor on as people walking through the house for showings. Right.
2: That happened to me one time when on, mm-hmm. I was in the kitchen just doing the inspection and the buyers and the broker, they were upstairs and there was a baby monitor yep. and this is about 10, 12 years ago and they were talking, you know, they were trashing the home and saying, boy, she doesn't keep a clean house around here. My good. And she's sitting there having yep. her coffee at the table and I'm trying, okay, I'm <laughs> checking the water pressure. I got to get out of here quick. Oh my goodness. Did I just felt you so bad her? for her and uh, it was just booming oh, did you tell the her? monitor.
1: Did you tell the, the buyer?
2: That no, 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 no. It's none of none, my business. None of your business. Yeah, you're of, just
1: there to do your work. You're so I, cool
2: like I can a give cucumber. them another <laughs> shovel if they want to dig the hole a little deeper. But uh, <laughs> yeah. meanwhile, the baby's probably crying and nobody knows. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
1: exactly. Well, Mary, we were in the office the other day and Mary had said something. And I was like, Mary, do you want my foot too? Because you just put your foot in your mouth big time on Ooh. that. But yeah. Ooh. So that's something that you have to watch. So, well, hey, Tom. I have another question for
4: you. Um, sure. When you're doing a home inspection, how do you inspect a roof? Well, this time of year,
2: you really can't, you know, because of the snow being up there.
4: Well, let's let's say it's a nice spring day, uh, 65 degrees, sunny, and you're out with the real estate agent to do a home inspection. Sure. And the people aren't home, so it's not like you say, so how old is this roof, or has it been replaced? So those are two questions you can't ask because the homeowner's not there. So you go there to do the inspection, how do you do it?
2: Got a lot of doubt We check the roof uh, three or four different ways. One, we do a visual, you know, from the outside, and we use a pair of uh, high-powered binoculars, neck chip up there really close, and 99% of the time, you can kind of, you know, come within, you know, two or three years of what the age of the roof is. Uh, second, uh, the way that you look at it is from the attic area in the home, looking for any water stains, uh, bad plywood, wood, uh, wood rot, things of that nature, and then third, uh, looking at the ceilings below, whether they've been patched or, or repaired, or uh, you know, actual water stains. And that way you can kind of check the flashings and whether, you know, you've had any past history of the roof leaking.
4: Now, I've heard in the past when people have had home inspectors, when they ask about bugs, they say, we don't give that information, you have to hire uh, an exterminator to get that opinion.
2: Right. In Massachusetts, uh, home inspec- uh, part of a home inspection uh, today, you do not have to inspect for uh, termites or wood-boring insects. That's does your ca- company do that? Yeah, we, we do it as part of the inspection. That's something that's included. And the same thing with the appliances in the home. Uh, as part of a home inspection, if you're following the, uh, you know, the Commonwealth regulations for doing a home inspections, uh, appliances do not have to be part of it. But that's something, you know, we different, different companies out there, they will uh, throw these in or, you know, perform these as part of the home inspection from, say, Imperial or from XYZ Company.
4: So your company does everything from A to Z?
2: We do, yes. Yes. The only thing we don't get involved in is uh,
4: mold.
1: Do you do generators and pool equipment and that type of stuff? No.
4: We do not, no.
1: Yeah,
4: okay. No. So, so, so basically with the house, if you want a complete job done, you're the company to go to.
2: Yes, we going to cover you know eighty percent of all the items that you know that come up you know you know for most prospective buyers you know when you have generators a lot of times they don't stay with the home in pool uh, that you have you're supposed to have you should have a uh, you know full you know pool inspection they'll go in you know checking all the pipes the filters
4: and so.
1: Hmm.
4: it'd be interesting to see how your inspection goes.
1: Uh, yes, I know. Are you going to come to the house? I'll let you come to the house, Tom. Are you, you can... going to
4: have the? Uh, the shrimp and the uh, yeah, scallops uh, wrapped in bacon. and Yeah,
1: I'll do it all. I'll do it upright. Don't you worry what, about that. have to make
4: sure the house smells good. You need to put cookies in the oven.
1: Yeah, but you know what? Fish in a house doesn't <laughs> smell very good to me. I don't like Mark. Mark makes me scallops all the time. I love, you know, uh, pan oh, yeah. seared scallops. But I bought him like a griddle thing, and he like a black cast iron. Yes. And I make him cook them on the grill. <laughs> so he's out there freezing cold. He is listening, by the way. He texted oh, okay. me. Yeah. yeah, so shh. Let's not say anything more bad about Mark right now because apparently well, you're he is And earlier,
2: those scallops were delicious last time you cooked them.
1: Yeah, they are. They're so good. Mm, Mmm,
2: scallops. My
4: my, uh, experience, I used to work for the uh, communication company, Verizon, and I go to different people's homes. I could tell exactly what the person does for a living. Really? If you're listening, this is what happens. (laughs) You go to a plumber's house, the faucet's leaking. Mm -hmm. Go to a carpenter's house, the stairs are falling apart, or the cabinets are falling apart. You go to an electrician's house, (laughs) <laughs> you got extension cords everywhere. yeah. It's like when they get home from their job, they just don't want to touch anything.
1: Well, you've heard that old saying, the cobbler's son has no shoes. Yeah. Right? Yeah, Yeah. that's how it works. No, Mark is actually pretty good. My favorite job to give him is when the drains don't, you know, they're very slow, and then he takes out, like, a lump of hair, like the size of, like, a baby bunny. Right, right. (laughs) Here
2: here you go, Sharon. (laughs) Can you take it off the end of the snake for me while I put the drain back together? He
1: always has to show me. Of course you know he does. (laughs) And I'm like, that is gross. Let me get my phone. Let me take a picture. I should. Next time, I'm taking a picture. That's right.
4: Yeah. And now it's slowing down for him because the girls are away.
1: Yeah, I know. Yeah, well, he we don't ju- have as
4: much hair anymore, so that gives him a lot of more spare time in his life. Uh, yeah, it does.
1: But I <laughs> believe me, I'm keeping him busy now that he has his real estate license. He's doing some things for me now too, which is great. So, yeah. Um, and speaking of the girls, Mackenzie uh, just left Mackenzie, and she's on her way back to St. Michael's right now. So, oh. safe travels, Mackenzie, if you're listening, oh. Mackenzie and Cody. All right, Tom. All right, well, we're gonna so talk about a, a few day. other things. Nice talking to you. I'll hey, have a good you morning.
2: So- Thanks, Steve. Bye-bye now.
1: So that was Tom from Kingston. He's he's my buddy. I was talking to him earlier this week, um, this weekend, actually. When was I talking? Sometime this week. Anyways, but he always has some great questions. Spring maintenance things, and then we're going to take a break in a second, but Trish has a couple questions too about insects, and that part is coming up next. But for maintenance items inside the house, what are some of the key things that people should be looking at right now to maintain so when you do come through, you can say, oh, I can see that the seller did
2: Oh X, y and Z you, know, yeah. you just want to kind of do a walkthrough in each room and you know if you know put a fresh coat of paint on that really brightens things mm-hmm. up uh, let's say if it's a bedroom you don't use put a lamp in there. Turn it on. You know, that way the room looks nice and bright. Open up the, you know, the shades inside there. You know, doors, you know, doesn't take much to shave them. You know, if a door doesn't open Mm -hmm. and close or line up with the lock set, these are the things, you know, all of a sudden the door binds. You know, the buyer always thinks the worst is the house settling, you know, the house shifting. You know, is that why the door isn't, you know, Mm -hmm. shutting and... Yeah, you know, That just eliminates that one question, and they go, "Well, I don't like the color, but you know, we can repaint it. But it looks nice, yeah. you know." And
1: if you are going to take the time to paint it, I mean, just paint it a nice neutral color. anyways, exactly. It just brightens things yeah, yeah,
2: up. You know, a tan, beige, yeah. white, you know, something of that nature. What about
1: the major mechanical things, though? Like, what should people be looking at at their water heater, their boil, their furnace, and stuff like that?
2: Right. What they made to get together is a little uh, folder, you know, for the buyers, letting them know oh. the age of the items on there, oh, that's and that a good way, idea. you know, there's mm-hmm. no no shock to them if they're coming in and the you know the hot water tank is you know ten to 15 years old at least they'll know in the back of their mind that you know it's something they're going to anticipate replacing and when the home inspector gets there he'll let you know if, it is, if it's immediate or it's just something to plan mm-hmm. down the road he can let you know if it's leaking that day
1: Yeah. One of the things um, too is I'm a listing agent on a property right now. And um, a lot of times this happens for me too. So I I listed this property, I don't know, let's just even say it was five years ago. I don't exactly remember. And the buyers bought the house and they bought it with a friend, you know, their their parents or something like that. You know what I mean? And I get it. And then I didn't even really recall like what they did for home inspection or anything like that. Then they called me and asked me if I would list the property. So I was like, of course I would. So I went over, I list the property. Well, we got it under agreement this week and the furnace is 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 old. So I said, you know, I and by the way, I love and adore the buyer's agent that came through right. on this. So I knew that she wasn't one of those people that is overreactive. So she's like, yeah, well, Sharon, honestly, like the home inspector said that if he... If he called the gas company, he thinks the gas company would shut this place down. So that must have
2: been pretty bad. Yeah,
1: pretty bad. But then, you know, hmm, are you exaggerating so you can get a new system? You know what I mean? So, but I knew that wasn't the type of agent she was. I mean, we have a lot of great agents on the South Shore. We're very fortunate here. So I called uh, one of my referral people, my contact. So I called um, Rob Norton and I said, hey, would you mind going over and just looking at this property that's right. vacant. Whenever you get a chance, just let me know what your thoughts are. I just want to get a second opinion. And he verified that. So when I talked to the seller, who was the buyer when I was the person five when years ago, to, yep, when, when I you, sold it, yes. I said, you know what? I'm so embarrassed that I can't remember, but what did you do for a home inspection that this didn't come up, that this system is that bad that if we called the gas company, they would potentially shut it off. Right. He's like, I had my uncle go through. Oh. You know, that's th- that actually made me sad because I felt like, gosh, if I was their buyer's agent, I would have made sure that things were put in place where that was taken care of. That right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah plus now during
2: the family dinner or Thanksgiving, now the uncle's sitting there and they're, you know, they're putting out five or six grand for a new boiler, and it's kind of that yeah. uneasy thing there. And you know, yeah, Uncle Bob forgot, you know, it didn't, you know.
1: But I don't think Uncle, and I don't blame Uncle Bob. I just don't think that that's Uncle Bob's specialty. Right. He might be a carpenter or he may be something like that. And I'm sure he's a great guy, but he isn't looking the way that you're looking.
2: Right. And there's a certain, you know, uh, way that you approach the house. First thing to do is turn up the heat. That way, you know, you run on the heat for an hour, hour and a half inside the home. So if something's going to happen, at least, you know, for that short period that you're there, you're, you're putting the stress mm-hmm. on the system. Same thing. You know, first thing we do is turn on the dishwasher. You know, because yep. that takes an hour, hour and a half to go through a complete cycle. And that way, you're running things, you yep. know, for real-time test inside the home.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's so important. That's why right. I mean, uh, we talk about it a lot. Having a buyer's agent representing you, we're we're not just there to open up a door in a lockbox. Right. I mean, we're doing so many other things. I I'm so fortunate. I mean, I have you. I mm-hmm. have, you know, the attorneys that I bring on. I have, you know, just I have such a great group of people sure. that I refer to my clients. It just makes me feel like I'm really supporting, not just me, but like right. through you guys. Right.
2: And that way, if you see them, in stop and shop all year. Shop, you don't know, deduct the aisle, and uh, exactly. say, hey, how you doing? You know, everything's you know, you know everything's going to be well. Hiding behind the watermelon, <laughs> like
1: yeah. oh my gosh, did they see me? <laughs> yeah, because th- and again, like I was really glad. Like all right, I wasn't their buyer's agent. At least you know what I mean. My right. heart would have been pounding. You know, like oh my gosh, I have to sell this house now, and I would have probably had to pay for it myself. I would have felt so guilty right. or half of it. But now, and I said to them, unfortunately, this is going to come up in every home inspection, so you really don't have a choice but to replace it. Yeah, at either this point. replace
2: it or price the house accordingly and let the people know. Hey, listen,
1: yeah. And two, I told them to get it done themselves. I mean, because, you know, the buyer's going to go in and obviously want the Lamborghini when you could go in there and replace it with a, a solid Toyota. Right. You know what I mean? So that's what we're doing. All right. We're a little late for a break. We're going to take it. It's just Steve's commercial anyway. So we'll be right back.
0: Imperial Inspection Services, complete home inspection services, radon testing, featuring on-site results with electronic testing, lead paint inspection, Title V inspection, pest inspection, including FHA and VA. Call seven days a week, 1-800-440-1141, or visit them on the web at imperialinspectionservices.com. With 28 years experience in two convenient locations, Braintree and Cape Cod, except credit cards for all services rendered. Imperial Inspection Services, 1-800-440-1141, 1-800-440-1141.
1: Are you thinking about selling your home or buying a new one? Are you a first-time home buyer or perhaps just right-sizing? Do you have a buyer's agent? Do you know if you really even need one? What is home staging? Will it really help me sell my home faster? Do I have to have a home inspection? How much home insurance do I need for my new home? How do I handle my estate sale? What are home sale contingencies? Have you heard that you have to put 20% down to buy a new home? Did you know that that wasn't true? Are you worried about environmental issues? What is radon, lead paint, and mold? Is there a difference between a foreclosed property or a short sale? Do you need to have a Title V inspection to sell your home? What do you do if your system fails? Are these questions you have, but you don't know who to ask? Hi, I'm Sharon McNamara of Boston Connect Real Estate. Call my office for a one-on-one consultation with me or one of the many dedicated agents at Boston Connect Real Estate so we can talk real estate.
0: It's easy to connect with some of the South Shore's most experienced real estate agents. Go to bostonconnect.com, bostonconnect.com, or call 781-826-7300. 50% more Talk Real Estate, absolutely free. Talk Real Estate with Sharon McNamara. Now, one hour, every Saturday morning on 95.9 WATD.
1: And we're back. Good morning to all my South Shore neighbors. This is Sharon McNamara along with Stephen Cook from Imperial Inspection Services, 781-837-4900. Jesse is waiting your calls. If you have any calls for us today, you know, regarding um, home inspections and other inspections, things that you have to look at uh, for as you're getting prepared to put your house in the market. And all I have to say about the real estate market right now is if you're putting your house on the market, make sure you have someplace to go after. <laughs> because that's what we're doing. Like that whole navigating the home buying and home selling. Right. It's scary. So I have people who are right sizing selling the four bedroom colonial and they're like, well, where do we go? And I was like, well, your house is going to sell in a minute. So we should make sure that we're prepared. So we have contingencies and Have stuff something in lined up yeah. You're know, like not uh, homeless. Exactly. We're doing an event at the office. We're supposed to do it next weekend, but um, I think that we're going to have to push that off a little bit. Um, so, Steve, before we forget to and we get too close to the end, can you please give your number and your, um, if you have your pen and paper for everybody, uh, just your phone number, how people can get in touch with Imperial. And you do inspections from...
2: Yep, we do it anywhere from uh, Nantucket to Martha's Vineyard all the way up to Lexington hmm. and right into Boston. Oh,
1: I can't wait to buy a house in Martha's Vineyard you that you have it. to come inspect. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but uh, the best way to get a hold of us, uh, our uh, toll free number is 1 800 440 1141. Again, 1 800 440 1141. Or uh, by way of our website, which is Imperial Inspection Services. Com.
1: And we have the new podcast, which is Talk Real Estate Radio. Yes,
2: I was With, checking that out. That is awesome. Isn't it awesome?
1: Yes, yep. Yeah, it's really, really good. So, um, um, of course, I'm going to put Steve. Did you like the little picture I did of you? I did.
2: Very nice. That was an old picture <laughs> and I had a mustache.
1: Well, you know I what? I know, I have to update it. I, can yes. you send me a new picture? Sure. Yeah, please send me a new picture. So, I just grabbed that off your website. But you can go to TalkRealEstateRadio.com and you'll see our podcast. So, all of our past shows are now getting uploaded on there. And then um, you can and if you have, a, you know, obviously a smartphone, you can get the app, the podcast app, and just look up Talk Real Estate Radio, and you'll be able to listen to all our shows and get that advice right. all the time, which is great. It's Or oh, if you
2: missed something on the show, you want to go back and just uh, hear what someone has said. Yeah.
1: People have been calling me and asking me, saying, how do I listen to the show again? Lima from Situate. Good morning, Lima. Good
2: morning, Lima. What can morning. we do for you?
1: Um, I have a question. Sure. Actually, I have two questions. Okay. One is,
3: um, I'm trying to find out where a property stands. Um, it's been told to me that it is bank owned, but I can't find it anywhere in a listing. Um, how do I go about finding where it's, uh, it stands? Because it has been empty for almost a year
2: now? Sure, sometimes you can check with the town, they may have the records on that, or with the uh, registry, and these are things, uh, the registry you can do online, and you can see who the current owner is, and then the other check with the town, or if there is a real estate agent involved, uh, they should have uh, the history on whether it's a short sale, or foreclosure, or what's going on exactly. Okay,
1: great, Have you, you. seen it? Have you seen it listed anywhere online, like that it would be with a real estate agent? Um, no, I haven't.
3: See, It's kind of a, a weird situation all the way around, um, and I know the history of the property. It's a condo, mm-hmm. and it, it was involved in a major divorce, and now it's just kind of in this limbo
1: mm-hmm.
3: where nobody's there.
1: Yeah, so if you go to Town Hall... Um, the assessor's office—they will definitely be able to see who's, you know, who's paying the taxes on that property and all of that. I mean, that's all public record. I mean, I, the tax—the tax office or the collector's right, office. Right. The assessors—you
2: can go right on the computer, if, uh, and you can do it right from your home. You don't necessarily yeah. have to go up to the uh, yeah. town hall too. Yeah. You oh,
1: can look, awesome. Yeah, look it up on your phone. What was your second question? Um, how do you handle an inspection on something like that, uh, condo?
2: It's pretty much the same as a regular home. We do a walk around the outside of the place, looking for any uh, major defects. Say if the neighbor's unit's fallen over or the mm-hmm. you know foundations let go, and that way it kind of lets you know uh, if there's any up and coming large uh, you know assessments that possibly could be happening to the building, and uh, seeing what the reserve fund or if they're aware of these type of situations. Other than that, the rest of the inspection goes just like a regular home. We go through the home, check the structure, the appliances, general condition of the walls, floors, and ceilings. You know, looking for any water damage, uh, insect damage, and so.
3: Mm-hmm. Um, my next question, actually, is, I, it the uh, I sorry, I meant to say that um, the walls tend to mold over if there's any kind of piece of furniture or books or anything between in front of the wall or even clothing. It, it molds, it completely molds over.
2: Right. And, and, you know, what you can't see, you really can't, you know, inspect. And that's, that's sometimes the tough things. Uh, if they have a lot of furniture or clutter inside the home, you know what's the condition like you're mentioning behind the couch? It's just something we don't have the ability or the right to slide out a couch if we were to scratch a floor or do damage.
3: Mm-hmm. Okay.
2: So it's just kind of buyer beware. So you know when mm-hmm. you do your walk through, you know before you actually take possession of the home, those are a good you know make a little list and take a look uh, for those particular areas before you walk through. Okay.
3: Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. Thank you very much. You guys helped me out a lot. I really appreciate it. Well, have a good morning.
1: Have a great day. (laughs) You too. Bye bye. Bye bye. So she has some great questions. Um, Actually, I was talking to Mark Stiles and Emmanuel Ebot, who are both attorneys from Stiles and Associates. They were at our office yesterday doing a little uh, presentation for the office, and I talked to Emmanuel about coming on the radio, talked uh, about condos when you're buying a condo. And you were right about special assessments. So if you're thinking about buying a condo right right now, make sure you ask the question Is there a special assessment for snow removal this year? Chances are there is, because no one has that money in their budget. And
2: the reserve fund, and if they do take it out of the reserve fund that's usually saved for say roof mm-hmm. five or six years down the road so now they're going to exhaust that and exactly. when they go to do the roofs
1: yep it's going to be a problem and also look for like six months of the minutes of the meeting when you're buying a condo that way there you can see what's going on and what's in the pipeline insects real quick what comes first at springtime and now that we have all this snow do you think that the insects are going to be coming a little bit later or well you're already starting to see yep. ants
2: oh we saw our first cop ants there and a lot of times with the termites uh, we haven't seen anything active as of yet but generally you find those on the sunny side of the house or by where the chimneys are if your heating system still exhausts into the because that stays warm all year mm-hmm. long so the insects insects will tend to gravitate you know toward those areas first
1: mm-hmm. and then you know the bat issue at my house I think is all taken care of haven't heard them in a while right. so hopefully that's all taken care of yeah
2: let's just hit or miss with those and if you give them uh, an opportunity to get into the home like something that isn't sealed or you know mm-hmm. a louver that's bad they're yeah. gonna take up shop.
1: Yeah, they'll find a way. I mean, they said that like six of them could get into a co- like a coke can. You yes. know what I mean? That they could get in that small little hole. Will the damage and the moisture that people are having in their homes from the ice dams bring more insects into the house this year?
2: It depends. If a lot of uh, water got in, you know, from the ice dams where the insulation became saturated with water and it just made a wet cavity inside, you know, the you know the insects are particularly carpenter ants would be more. They gravitate, gravitate you know, to, to those areas
1: because they're thirsty. Exactly. Or they just want to bath. Yep,
2: that's it's a it's a nice <laughs> place. It's like being by the lake, and they can set up shop <laughs> there. Yeah, <laughs>
1: it's so funny. It's by the lake. Um, what preventative measures can people take if they don't want insect measures? What should they be doing now?
2: Oh, uh, you, you know, walk around the house and make sure you can see six inches to twelve inches of your foundation all the way around the perimeter.
1: Mm-hmm. Keep
2: your you know the shrubs and trees trimmed back away from the home, especially the trees. If you have overhang branches, mm-hmm. uh, you know you tend to give. Uh, squirrels and rodents will jump from the trees and oh get to gosh. your roof. Yeah. And uh, Flying it's, it's, squirrels You too? got it. Flying yeah. squirrels. It's like the uh, yeah. you know, the Zakem Bridge. Yeah. You know, they just cross it and come over.
1: So when you're on with me again, I think next month, right? Yes. We'll talk more about the insects and all that other right, stuff. Right.
2: What to okay. prepare for and what to look for for the spring.
1: Perfect. This was Sharon McNamara along with Stephen Cook from Imperial Home Inspections. Not just home inspections, all inspections. Phone number again real quick.
2: 781 uh, 781- Again, 781-843-1141.
1: Perfect. I'm Sharon McNamara. You can reach me at bostonconnect.com, 781-294-4848. 781-294-4848 is my cell phone, so you can text me and have a great week. We'll see you next week. Have a good day. Three-hour bonanza next week.